a McDonald's in Britain has people saying, I'm not loving it. And then we travel to Mexico, where right when we get there, we have to use a public restroom. So we walk inside, pass a couple stalls, and then sit down. And then we notice in the stall next to us a figure. Not man, not beast, but both. Because in real life, in this bathroom stall next to you sits the Cheetos mascot, Chester Cheetah. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day, too. I think we have a great episode for you guys today, so let's go ahead and get started now. So let's hop on board the Dead Rabbit Dirigible. We're going slow. We're taking it slow this time. We're flying across the Atlantic in this big old blimp. We are headed to Liverpool, which is in England. We're in Liverpool. We're on Lord Street. The year... It's 2017. It's July 8th, 2017. And this story was recommended by Ineo. Ineo's sent me a bunch of recommendations lately, and this is one of them. Now, thank you, Ineo. He's on the other side of the street. We're waving at him. Come on, come on, join us. He's like, me? Me? Looking at me? Yeah, yeah, come on. You recommended this story. Now, he doesn't want to cross the street because he knows what this story is. So he's like, no. He's pretending now to, like, read the newspaper. Because he's standing, just standing in the crosswalk. And we're like, uh, he'll, he'll join us. He'll join us. So now we walk into the McDonald's on Lord Street. Going to be delicious. I'm actually back on keto now. So I'm like, I will take some patties, please. No buns. And then um, you can order whatever you want. You're paying, so it doesn't really matter. Don't get your hopes up. I'm not buying you guys dinner. And we sit down and we're eating our food. And there's just, you know, it's a McDonald's, right? It's just like kids. Yay, happy meal. Look it, I got uh, Paw Patrol. Walking around. And then you got, like, parents, you know, just talking about, hey, look at me, mommy, mommy, I got Paw Patrol, too. And the mom's like, oh, my God. And then I don't know what adults talk about. I don't know what kids talk about. But the point is what we're talking about is that. Now, I point across the room, point across the McDonald's, and this, like, guy walks in, this hobo is all. So you know the story's going to be good, right? Not only does it involve a hobo. But the person telling you the story, me, has an utter disdain for hobo antics. So a hobo, a disheveled man, stumbles into the McDonald's. Uh, he's, he's like, speaking in that hobo dialect. I'm still eating my sandwich because I'm used to seeing hobo nonsense. And you're like, Jason, Jason, this is particularly disgusting. I can't dip my chicken nuggets into my barbecue sauce. And I'm just like eating my patty. I'm like, oh, we haven't even gotten to the gross part yet. <laughs> The hobo now is crawling on all fours, scuttling across the ground. Now, according to authorities and everyone who was in the McDonald's at the time, this is the chain of events that happened. Hobo walks into a McDonald's middle of the day. It's a summer day. People are just lounging about playing with their Paw Patrol toys. Hobo walks in, takes his pants off. So obviously right there, that's gross. Nobody wants to see a pantsless homeless person. There's very few humans that people want to see naked, just in general, right? Maybe there's some hot chicks, a couple hot dudes. that you Not me! I only want to see the hot chicks with no pants on. But, you know, I got a female listener audience, and some of you guys like dudes, too, taking the pants off. But most of the people, like, there's very few famous people I want to see pantsless, right? You don't want to see 
I don't even have to. I I can name the people I want to see without their pants on. I'm not. I'm not going to. Well, you know the list. I talk about them all the time. Like I'd see Britney Spears walk around no pants on. Taylor Swift, Scarlett Johansson, just walking to McDonald's no pants on. No one would bat an eye. No one would bat an eye, right? But if 99% of humanity walked into McDonald's with no pants on, people would be disturbed. And if they're homeless people, it's 100 times worse, is what I'm saying. At least the average person. You can assume they've showered. There's not clumps of matted hair. It doesn't look like a Klingon down there. So this guy walks in to a McDonald's, takes his pants off. That's gross. But that's not enough for Dead Rabbit Radio. Which you're shocked, because normally that would be enough. Normally that'd be the end of the story, because I don't like hobos to begin with, right? No, it's not, though. So this guy walks into McDonald's, he pulls his pants down. As people are trying to figure out how to handle the situation, how to even comprehend what's going on in front of him, the homeless man pulls out a hypodermic needle. Ding! The little needle point glistens underneath the fluorescent lights of the McDonald's. At this point, the place is completely silent. Kids are frozen in the ball pit. There's a kid going down the slide. He's stuck. He's just frozen there. Because no, now you have the worst combinations. You have a pantsless, homeless guy, and he has a hypodermic needle filled with some sort of substance. Is he going to come after you? Is he going to inject it into his leg? Is he going to start doing heroin? We don't know. Why? <laughs> There's a whole series of questions. Why doesn't he have pants? Why does he have this needle? Some people may wonder why he's homeless in the first place. I'm not worried about that right now. I'm not worried about the societal implications of how this man became homeless in the first place. I'm worried about him not having pants and having a needle. He then takes the needle. You can get We're not going to make this an interactive, but I'll give you three seconds to guess what he does with this needle. He puts the needle, he shoves it into his nutsack and begins to inject whatever fluid is in there into his genitals, letting off a loud, oh, <laughs> that's an actual, that wasn't me, that was an actual 911 recording of the sound he made. No, that was me. But, quoting the article said, he began making, quote, strange noises. Now, that's an understatement. You are going to make a strange noise if a needle ever pierces your genitals and if they're starting to fill up with fluid. At this point, everyone starts panicking. This is the point when people really start reacting to it. You get up, you run, you hide. I'm now going, oh, I'm off keto. Ate a couple of chicken nuggets. I'm back, on, I'm back on keto. I'm back on keto now, guys, for this time, for reals. And then I get up and hide as well. And this guy's just standing there, hypodermic needle, hanging out of his testicles. You guys are like, Jason, why did this show, why did this show get so graphic all of a sudden? Because this story is gross, and you have to have the gross visuals. Cops show up, oi, 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 and they come inside, wrong choice of words, but they get inside the building, and then they arrest them, and then here's some quotes from this whole incident. This is a woman, she ran, she locked herself in the bathroom. I love this quote. Quote, I don't know if it was a sexual noise or if it was relief from injecting himself, but it was just disgusting. It was awful. Every part of that sentence is an understatement. It was disgusting and it was awful times 10. But I love this thing where she goes, I don't know if it was a sexual noise or just relief from him injecting himself. And and the funny part about that quote is that you know that that is going to trouble this woman. (laughs) This woman is going to be wondering what the origin of that noise was for the rest of her life. She'll be 80 years old, bobbing her great-granddaughter on her knee. Oh, come here, Isabella. Here, take this pacifier. Take... Little baby. 
She's looking out in the sunset and she goes, I wonder why, where that noise came from. She will always wonder if he was getting off on the idea of a needle piercing his balls or he had some sort of something going on in there and he's like, oh, I need to take my medicine. And the doctor said I should probably take two pills a day, but I am a crazy homeless person, so I'm just going to crush him up, mix him with some saline and put him in my balls. So who knows? We don't. We'll never know. And then this other woman says this quote, which to me, I think is the best. Let me read you the quote. Quote, I just ran into the woman's loo. That's what they call bathrooms over in Britain. I just, both of these stories involve bathrooms, I just realized. This is the bathroom special, public restroom special. Quote, I just ran into the women's loo's, which, because there's a bunch of them, you know, like stalls. I was hysterical. The first girl was just like, it was just disgusting. Just awful. This woman's freaking out. Quote, I just ran into the woman's loo's. I was hysterical. I couldn't stop crying. I had to stay in the restaurant for about 25 minutes before I went to work. But I just couldn't stop crying all day. This wouldn't be a situation where I would then stay at the re- at the restaurant. I wouldn't be like, ah, that's going on. Run to the bathroom. Hear the cops taking him out. And then being like, oh, I don't want to go to work. I'm just too distraught. I'm just going to sit here five feet from where this incident happened. There's still some fluid on the floor. McDonald's, you know, they're McDonald's. They got, they're busy. They're not going to clean it up yet. There's just some leakage on the floor. I'm sorry, guys. This is episode super gross. Looks like someone mixed ketchup with a hot glue gun and just sprayed it all over the, the, the linoleum. And she's like, I can't go to work. I'm so distraught. I'm just going to sit here four feet from where this happened and continue to eat chicken nuggets. And yeah, after the first five minutes, sure, I guess you can cry a little bit. But crying all day long, she's just driving home. Oh, she's at home eating ice cream. Oh, the ice cream's melting. She's like, no, it reminds me too much of the incident. Throws the ice cream down. She can no longer be around <laughs> any liquidy white substance. Or needles, actually. And she's like, needlepoint, it was my only hobby. <sighs> she's destroying all of her stuff. She just now stands in the darkness, a round room, because corners remind her of the incident. You can't get traumatized because a homeless man walks around no pants and injects stuff into his balls. <laughs> if a homeless man injects stuff into your balls, I think you can cry all day long. But if he does it to himself... I think you're okay. I think you can go to work and, and you don't have to cry all day long. But anyways, this guy's out. He doesn't serve any jail time whatsoever. He gets arrested for breaching the peace. Which, unless peace is a euphemism for your testicles, he did more than just breach the peace. And he's out now. This man is still roaming the streets of Liverpool, his pants slung over his shoulder with two hypodermic needles, one in each hand. He's stalking the shadows. Because he has one for himself, and one for you. Come here. Come here, mate. I want to make a point. He's going to stab you in the genitals. And if you're a woman, don't say, I'm not worried about it. I don't have testicles. Because um, it's a big needle. He can get you right in one of your ovaries. Let's go ahead, though. I'm done making threats against your reproductive organs. Let's go ahead and leave Liverpool. You're like, thank God. Let's hop back on board the Dead Rabbit Dirigible. So we leave behind this man. He returns to his fellow hobo sapiens in the underworld of Britain. Someday they will rise up and kill us all. But for now, we're hopping back on the Dead Rabbit Dirigible. So we land in Mexico City. It's a beautiful sunny day. We just left Britain. It was July 8th. So that means we had to wear sweaters and wool knit caps. But in Mexico, it's always sunny, baby. Tourist destination of the world. We jump out. 
stretching, uh, stretching our bones. This is beautiful. Look at all the sun. Look at all these beautiful women. Ah, baby, I'd like to see you pantless. You're in my 1%. Girls are like, what? Pervert? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'll see you in that 1% bracket. We're walking around. Now, this story was recommended to me by Scary Man Esquire. He's recommended a lot of stuff over the year or two this show's been around. He sent me the story. And it's one of those stories that can take us a couple different ways. So thank you, Scary Man, for the recommendation. First off, while we're here... I gotta go to the bathroom, dude. I did not want to use the bathroom in the McDonald's because this chick was next door. She was screaming her head off. I was like, come on, dude. I've seen it before. Get over it. But now I gotta go to the bathroom. And you guys are all coming to the bathroom with me. I need someone to hold my purse. Did you know that's why girls... I think I talked about this on an earlier episode. That's why girls go to the bathroom at the same time. The big myth... Here's a conspiracy theory for you. I'm pretty sure I talked about this. Women don't sit on the toilet seat. Because they think it's gross. Okay, now before I get a bunch of emails calling me a sexist, I already know. So don't waste your time. Don't waste your time with those emails. Apparently, what I've heard from my female friends is that girls don't sit on toilet seats because they're gross. So they hover. And because they hover, stuff tends to spray out. So it makes it even grosser. Now, I'm not saying they have skunk. They have skunk glands and it's like... But not everyone, like, sprays it out. But if just one person sprays it out, toilet seat gets messy. So then people definitely hover. But you can't hover if you have a purse because you have to be able to kind of brace yourself up. And so that's why generally when girls are at clubs and stuff like that, they go to the bathrooms together. It's either to do this or to do cocaine. So, So I'm being generous by giving them the hover excuse. I go to the bathroom. We're girls. We go to the bathroom together. I have a purse. I give you my purse and we talk outside the stall, but you're holding my purse while I'm hovering over the toilet. I'm pretty sure I've been told that multiple times. But again, my thing is, one, fight back against the purse lobby. You don't need purses. Guys have purses. They're called pockets. We have six of them in everything we wear. Don't smash the glass ceiling. Destroy the leather pouch. Once you can defeat the stranglehold of the purse, the sky's the limit. Pockets, pockets. If you had pockets, you wouldn't have to have your loser friend come into the bathroom with you. And we all know she's a loser. You should stop hanging out with her. You need to just get pockets, okay? So there we go. But what is it? What am I? Oh yeah. So we're not talking about any of that. We're talking about Chester. We're talking about Chester Cheetah. So we're going into the bathroom, but you still have to hold. You have to hold my pants. I'm going to take my pants off. I want to experience what the homeless man went through. I walk into the bathroom pantsless. I sit down. Now, we're all hanging out in this bathroom together. Actually, this isn't a scary way to start this story. You you go to the bathroom by yourself. You're in the bathroom by yourself. Let's build up the mood here. So, we're walking around Mexico, and you're like, what? This, that's weird. That's disorienting. And then you have to go to the bathroom. You feel a sudden urge to go to the bathroom, and you're like, oh, no. Who's going to hold my purse? But nobody will. You have to go into this public restroom all by yourself. Z- that's the fluorescent light. It's kind of busted. You're walking into the bathroom, and there's a bunch of stalls, and they're like, "Now, this the the visual I'm about to show is not an indication of Mexico's public public health system. I'm sure their fluorescent lights work down there. It's supposed to be like a horror movie. So again, I don't want to get a bunch of emails saying, "What well, Mexico has great bathrooms?" I'm sure they do. Anyways, you walk into this busted, dirty old bathroom that just happens to be in Mexico. 
the lights there's flies everywhere uh it's so thick you can't even see you're stepping in a foot a deep of poop you're like oh this is excessive and you finally find a stall you get into you sit down you start pooping now in the stall next to you there's nothing there and you're like that's close i thought something creepy and then you see an orange and white tail kind of unfurl You're like, hmm, that's interesting. Must be a giant worm. That would be less bizarre than what's about to happen. And then you see two big giant feet show up. And they're the same color as the tail. And you're like, oh, it's some sort of like monster next to me, but I'm mid-poop. Poop is still coming out. I can't just get up and run. Can't pinch it off. I really got to go. Now... But you, but so you finish going, and then you're like, oh, got to wipe. And you're like, doo, 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 doo. And this creature is in the stall next to you. And then you get done going to the bathroom. But now you have a new problem, because you have to leave the bathroom. You just can't stay there forever. But to leave the bathroom, you're going to have to walk past his stall. Because his stall is before yours. And who is his stall? Chester Cheetah. Now, Chester Cheetah, world-famous... Cheeto's mascot, he's a cheetah, technically, jaguar, big giant feline-looking thing. It ain't easy. I'm being cheesy. And he started off as a, he's a cartoon, now I think he's like CGI, but he he was started off as a spokesman back in 1986 is when he started off, and he was kind of like, give me them Cheetos, kids. Yeah, I want those things. And they're like, oh, stranger danger, and they would run away from him, and he would keep getting tricked. He would never get the Cheetos. He was a, like the Trix rabbit, but a big, big, big cat and a different product. And he would go, it's not easy. I'll be in cheese, eh? And then like the kids would be eating Cheetos in front of him, taunting him. They're like, you want these? You want these? I'll lick your fingers, kids. Just give me some of that cheesiness. But then around the time of 1997, he became dangerously cheesy. And that was, I was older by then. And I didn't really pay attention to him. I, I remember liking and thinking the commercials were funny. But in 1997, he became cool. And then he got the Cheetos all the time. Because you don't, you don't really want your spokesperson being like, Oh, I really want your product. I'm too, I'm too lame to eat that product. But you guys can. You want your spokesperson to be cooler than you. Right? Like, the, nobody liked the Noid. But at least he was like a hardworking. He was persistent. He had a goal. So you would be watching, and you're like, I don't want him to get my pizza, but I appreciate the hard work he's putting into his endeavors. And I guess now he's part of something called the Orange Underground. Orange Underground is his new thing. New as of 2008, the last time the Wikipedia article was updated. Now he uses Cheetos as revenge. So apparently, like, he'll stick them up someone's nose because they're snoring, or, like, throw Cheeto dust at people. He's like, oh, you want the Cheetos? He's injecting Cheetos into your testicles. Ah, dangerously cheesy. Uh. But anyways, anyways, the point is, is that Chester Cheetah, that's a brief overview of this cartoon cat. Now, in 2018, we saw a string of Twitter users say, do you guys remember when Chester Cheetah was in your bathroom in high school? Do you remember, I remember once I went to an amusement park called Kidlandia or Kidzanzia. I went to the bathroom, and for like three seconds, it was a brief amount of time, I looked, Chester Cheetah was in the bathroom. Other Twitter user goes, what? That's ridiculous. I saw Chester the Cheetah, but it wasn't in the bathroom. 
because of that part of the story. It's true. I was walking down the street one day, and behind a bunch of bushes, saw Chester Cheetah. Here's some of these tweets. I was about eight years old, and I was at my grandfather's ranch, walking with my cousin in the early morning. I heard something in the bushes, and when I turned around, I saw Chester Cheetah for about three seconds. 100% real, my cousin also saw it. He went to tell everyone, but nobody believed us. Here's another one. When I was young, and I was at my grandmother's house, I went into the bathroom, and suddenly Chester Cheetos passed for a few seconds. I was scared. One more. I remember that in elementary school, I was at the games, and everyone had already gone into the classroom, and I turned to the slide, and there was Chester Cheetah. I got scared and ran to my classroom. That's on top of the bathroom ones. We have all those sightings. We also have sightings such as these ones. I didn't see Chester, this Twitter user says, but I saw Frankenstein in my shower. My sister saw Porky the Pig in the window. And my other sister saw Justin Bieber in his room. And then it says in parentheses, he was afraid until he was six years old. So his six-year-old brother saw Justin Bieber in his bedroom and then was afraid of Justin Bieber from then on until he reached the age of six. So, I mean, kids see dumb stuff, right? Frankenstein in the shower would be comical. Porgy the pig outside the window would be absolutely terrifying. At least Frankenstein you could kind of wrap your head around. It's at least human. Animated pig would be creepy. One guy says that he called the cops because Tony the Tiger was hanging out outside of his house. I mean, and so all of these scary man Esquire sent me this stuff, and he, he's basically like, hey, here's the story. But warning, it's all in Spanish. And that's why this story really has it. As bizarre as the story is, it hasn't gotten a lot of coverage because I then had to run all these tweets through Google Translate and took a, quite a long time. Really appreciate the lead on the story, though. There's two elements to this story. Well, three, actually. One is that... He seems to hang out in a bathroom, but he'll appear to children pretty much anywhere. Two, a lot of the sightings revolve around a place called Kidzanzia, which is apparently some theme park type thing where you go in and pretend to be stuff. So you can dress up as a baker and be like, yeah, I'm baking. Or you dress up as a gymnast and be like, yeah, I'm a gymnast. You're breaking your bones. You're like, oh, I thought the uniform gave me the strength. There were sightings of Chester Cheetah on the slides in there. There were also sightings of clown, of a clown, a particular clown in the slide at this particular Kidzanzia. People go, oh, that clown looks kind of creepy, but, you know, it's a place where people do make-believe stuff. But eventually, when people kind of got together and were talking about it on Twitter, they're like, do you remember as a kid seeing that creepy clown there? Apparently, Kidzanzia said, we've never had clowns there. Or in Mexico, they're known as payasos. We've never had any payasos there. So... You take that, your mileage may vary on that one. It could be false memory. It could be like, who employed at a theme park today could could say, we've never, ever, ever employed a clown. Like, maybe you did. You don't know. But anyways, they could definitely say, we've never had a 2D animated character enter the real world and work there. That's something you could say, but... So we have sightings of the cheetah guy, Chester Cheetah, in bathrooms. We have sightings of him at Kidzanzia. And we have all of these tweets that popped up. Now, I, I dug a lot into this story because I think it's interesting and there's two different ways we can go through it. But first one, let's attack it the realistic way. There's two ways to do that, actually. One is that these kids are all having just... they. I told a story recently about me having a, a Brave Star doll. It was this cowboy, space cowboy show back in the day. And one day I was looking at the doll and the face of Freddy Krueger appeared on the doll. I remember it vividly. The doll's face changed to Freddy Krueger, and I threw the doll and ran away, and I was super scared. So kids will see things. Now, did Freddy Krueger really appear on my doll? Probably not. 
I had an intense paranoia of Freddy Krueger. Thought about it all the time. Trick of the mind. It's possible that it was demonic, but it was most likely a trick of the mind. These kids could have been hallucinating Chester Cheetah for whatever reason. Freddy Krueger is way scarier. Maybe they were too scared of getting too dangerously cheesy. But then there's this, which is actually the most likely explanation. All of these tweets, and really the bulk of them, they definitely started in October of 2018. And what's October best known for? Spooky, spooky Halloween time. Now, there was also in October 2018 the opening of a haunted house, and the gimmick was it was sponsored by, you guessed it, Cheetos. So, at the time, all of these tweets were popping up all over the place. And looking back, because then people started going, well, that's kind of weird, because in this other part of the country, they had a Cheetos-themed haunted house, which is weird in and of itself, right? But the idea is this, it was basically a stealth marketing campaign. You could easily just create fake accounts, throw up a couple posts ahead of time, then promote your Cheeto haunted house by saying Chester Cheetah is this creepy thing that hides in your bathroom. And then knowing full well that no one's going to go back and check the veracity of the accounts, or the accounts will get shut down, which will add to the conspiracy. It's going to be passed around via screenshots, see? A screenshot of a teenage girl's photo, looks like a real account, story about Chester Cheetah in her bathroom, her account gets deleted or she stops posting or whatever. The screenshot gets passed around, not the particular Twitter account. Now, you can actually find Twitter accounts of people who talk about this. You can find those accounts today. But did I go back and see how long the accounts had been posting? No. Because I think that even if they weren't part of the initial stealth marketing gimmick, it would be easy for someone to say, hey, that's weird. I saw Chester Cheetah when I was a kid. He was really creepy in my bathroom. And for other people to lie and say they saw it too just for attention or for other people to say something similar or false memory or something like that. And you collate all the positive ones. You don't collate the 500,000 ones where they're like, what? That's dumb. Those don't get screenshotted. You screenshot the 15 or 20 that say, yes, I saw that as well. All that stuff gets loaded in. And now years later, two years later, we're talking about is Chester Cheetah a real life entity walking around Mexico? But there's another way to look at this. The Dead Rabbit Radio Way. So let's put on our conspiracy caps. You have a product you want to sell. By personifying it, you can make it easier to sell. So if you just had a brand of cigarettes called Desert Cigarettes, eh, you might be able to make it, but you call it Camel. You put a picture of a camel on it. Then you create a character named Joe Camel, who's smooth and suave, even though he's a dromedary, he gets more chicks than you do. Don't you want to be as cool as Joe Camel? Marlboro, <laughs> the Marlboro man. He's the guy who smokes cigarettes. You can take these brands and turn them into a person. You're creating an icon or an idea. You have the brand that you're selling, but then you turn it into an idea. We see this all the time. Pillsbury Doughboy, Michelin Man, Aunt Jemima. We have I mean, I could go on and on, and you, they don't always have to be a person, but you have, like, the brawny guy. So you have really strong dish towels, but you associate them with a big, giant lumberjack. Brawny. This is how advertising works, really. Snap, crackle, pop. Tony the Tiger. I'm going to stop listing them, but we go on and on. Ronald McDonald. Okay, that's it. I'm going to stop listing them. Ronald McDonald injecting himself with secret sauce. Here we have Chester Cheetah. Now, 
made up by an American marketing firm to market a product that's international. A cheetah, fast animal, they're kind of cool, kids like cats. But when we look at the design of Chester Cheetah, it looks like something else. Looks like something else. A coincidence, most likely. When we look at... And hold on for a second, okay? Don't, don't freak out when I say this first sentence. When we look at Mesoamerican art, when we look at the artwork of the religious icons of the indigenous people of Mexico and Central America, their sketches of the heads of the jaguars and the bodies tend to resemble what Chester Cheetah looks like. Kind of the blocky head and the skinnier frame. The jaguar was worshipped for many, many centuries in Mesoamerica. It's all over their artwork. It's part of their life. So when you have an advertising agency in New York that's sketching out this cat who just wants some Cheetos, it's not easy being cheesy, he often says. And that sketch could have just come out of some artist's mind. He could have been inspired by these vases that were in museums around the world that showed a jaguar god of Mexico. But for whatever way, he sketches it out. And then this thing gets pushed out as an icon. Every day you're seeing commercials for this. Every day this visual image of a cheetah trying to get some Cheetos is appearing on your television set. We have talked a lot about thought forms. We talk a lot about tulpas on the show. We just did an episode two episodes ago about Corona-chan and Ebola-chan. Is it possible this is the same thing? Is it possible that these Chester cheetah sightings are in Mexico because you're taking this cheetah, you're reminding this cultural consciousness of this god they once worshipped? They're seeing it every day. Their iconography is being shown to them every day, and it's activating something subconscious, something genetic. You don't really have sightings of Chester cheetah running around Serbia. You don't have Chester Cheetah running around Alaska. They don't worship the Jaguar god. Their ancestors were never part of that belief system. Imagine a world 500 years from now. Christianity is wiped out today. 500 years from now, people are just kind of going about their lives. And in America, someone comes up with an advertising gimmick of a man in white robes and a little beard. He walks around and he turns loaves into fish. That's, that's the brand. It's fish sandwiches, what they're selling. The guy's like, man, I really want a fish sandwich. I got you guys. Ding! Takes the bread, fish appears into it. Would that, in parts of the world, where people used to be Christian, they had no real identity of what they... It was a, they vaguely were aware of what Christianity meant. It had pretty much been wiped out by other societies on top of it. Would that awaken something in those people? Would that awaken... An image that they would then one day wake up and they would see a caring man standing at the foot of their bed. What? That was weird. I saw the fish guy. The fish guy was at the foot of my bed. It's not a hallucination. It's remembering. It's remembering a myth that your ancestors used to believe in that you were vaguely aware of. And it was being reactivated by this imagery. If this theory is true, if this theory is true, You think people would need to be far more careful about the advertising or the branding they do. Because if you can awaken a sighting of a cheetah-like character sitting in a dark bathroom, 
or standing in the bushes outside your school. Just by creating an animated cartoon cat who really likes Cheetos. What would happen if Chester Cheetah was instead designed as a horror movie villain? Or the final boss of a violent video game? And as those images, not the harmless cat simply trying to get a snack, but as those violent images were being poured into people's heads over the world, most people wouldn't think twice about it. But if you were the descendant of someone who worshipped the jaguar, you would be confronted with a more evil, vicious version of that thought form. And that would be a thought form you wouldn't want to see standing in the bushes while everyone else was in class. That violent jaguar monster wouldn't want to be someone you knew was sitting in the stall next to you. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. Twitter is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.